Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome back to our number two of episode 78 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. Well, our theme today is the Freedom Coalition. And uh, I've kind of swiped that from our next two guests. Uh, They have a very important initiative that they have just started called the Freedom Coalition. And they have come in-house to be with us here today. We're holding them over pretty much for the rest of the show because what they do and all the different things that they do together are that important. And we're barely going to even get to skim the surface, I guarantee you. But uh, our pair of guests are the president and the vice president of the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, the CSPOA. And they are both involved in a new mission, as they describe, to free America's political prisoners through an initiative called the Freedom Coalition. And, of course, that is the theme of today's show. We have with us Sheriff Richard Mack and Rick Dalton, welcome to the show, gentlemen. Oh, thanks for having us. Thanks so much. Great to be here. Well, we are blessed and fortunate that you are Arizona locals because, uh, you know, and I'm always shocked and amazed when I pick my head up off the, the, you know, I'm always so focused on the thing in front of me. And sometimes I lift up my eyes and I go, holy cow, there are so many awesome people that are passionate about our constitution that live right here in this great state of Arizona. And and the two of you uh, with huge long histories uh, serving the state of Arizona and the nation at large. So let's just real quickly introduce the two of you uh, and kind of help people understand what I mean by saying you've served Arizona and the nation. We'll start with uh, Sheriff, still go by Sheriff, right? Richard Mack. Talk to us about what what your background is. Well, I'm a native Arizonan. Um, my dad was an FBI agent here for about 30 years uh, in Graham County. And uh, I am the uh, only sheriff in American history uh, to file a lawsuit against the federal government and take it all the way to the United States Supreme Court and win a landmark decision. Uh, and in its uh, entirety was about gun control, even though I sued on the 10th Amendment I sued on the 10th to stop and defend, uh, to stop gun control and defend the second. And I actually, now this is a real miracle. You're all going to, I hope you're all sitting down. I actually sued the Clinton administration. What? Yes. (laughs) And lived to tell about it. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. I am sitting down now if I wasn't before. No, that is We beat Janet Reno in court. We beat Janet Reno in court. Holy cow. Yeah. See, I thought I saw a cape kind of waving behind you as you came in the door. <laughs> I could Superheroes wear. I can see how you could beat uh, Janet Reno. He's a tough one. But, yeah. um, Man, <laughs> stop it. But so, Clinton, come on. No, but that is phenomenal. And here's the deal. 
you know, it takes one person to go, uh, wait a minute, mm-hmm. that's not okay. Right? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And uh, being the only sheriff in Arizona to do it, other, the, the other sheriffs at the time, and this is 1994, against the Brady Bill, uh, and you don't even know this, most people don't know this, there were actually five Brady Bills scheduled to be passed one year after the other. We, no, I didn't. We literally stopped Brady Bills 2, 3, 4, and 5. Holy which were going God. to completely gut the Second Amendment, completely uh, gut uh, FFLs, put FFLs out of business all across the country, at least 60%, and to stop gun shows unilaterally. It was just going to stop gun this shows. This is in 94. This is Correct. This is and madness. the decision came out in uh, June of 1997, so uh, this year is the 20-year anniversary of the Mac Prince, Prince being the sheriff from Montana who joined me on the case, and uh, it's actually, you'll see the history book, it, it uses the name Prince more than my name, but my, I was actually the first one to file it, and Prince joined me in the lawsuit. And and this is why we're constantly saying to people, A, yeah. you, there's no fence sitting, B, th- there is never a time to take a nap, and C, <laughs> the power of one person mm-hmm. is sitting right here in the studio with us. And uh, I want to talk more about that. And, and I know there's not going to be time this time, but, but maybe in the future. There have to be politicians that are still getting reelected today that were on the wrong side of that. I can just guarantee you. Oh, yeah. And they want to wear the, the letter R on their chest mm-hmm. and they want to act like they are about preserving the Constitution. And then they do these things mm-hmm. to undermine the Constitution. It's, it's not Okay. Ironically, uh, that lawsuit uh, cost me my third election. I was just going to ask, Sheriff, did you have people mm. that were that mm. were fighting you? Oh yeah, uh, nationally, uh, money went in against my little tiny uh, election bid there in in Safford, Arizona, and uh, I didn't win at the U.S. Supreme Court until after I lost. If I had if it had been reversed, if I had won and then. Re- gone to the election Mm -hmm. but i went to the election people said we're so sick of this Mm. and we don't want a sheriff uh who thinks he's an activist and a washington dc man we just want a sheriff taking care of our little community here and uh, oh he's always on tv and he's always gone and he spends more time on this than he does the job he was hired to do it was a very good political ploy and it worked well, I thought that your job was to protect the people. Uh, uphold, defend, and protect and preserve right. the United and States Constitution. That's right. Is my sworn oath, and uh, that's why we have a CSPOA. Amen. But, yeah, it, it was a very uh, amazing case, and everyone should become familiar with it. Just Google Sheriff Mack or Mack versus U.S., Mack v. U.S., and you'll find it an amazing, most powerful Tenth Amendment decision ever. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And sitting right next to you is your vice president of the CSPOA, Mr. Rick Dalton. Tell us your background. Well, I'm also the legislative uh, liaison for CSPOA. I uh, came to Arizona from Utah in 1977, joined the Mesa Police Department, served for 20 years and 42 days. During <laughs> during that time, I was also... <laughs> Not that you were counting. <laughs> Also served as the president of the Arizona Crime Prevention Association and some other things. If uh, if people want to check out our bona fides, you can go to CSPOA.org and click on About and then our leadership, and you can see it. Uh, I taught school for 15 years after, immediately after that, and uh, been working in Constitution uh, efforts 
since the very since day one, I've also and still am an instructor for the National Center for the Constitutional Studies. Uh, that's nccs.net. It's a, a national group founded a long, long time ago, and we go around the country doing seminars all day on Saturday on the U.S. Constitution. Um, and um, yeah, I'm working for the battle of freedom. You mentioned some people want to wear the R on their chest, mm-hmm. the legislators. Mm-hmm. I want to. I want um, people to see and know me by the letter C. Constitution. Absolutely. And one thing that's funny about uh, Rick and I is that, you know, we've been, Dan and I have been buying these little pocket constitutions for quite a while now. We we give them out when somebody buys a gun in our store, we stick one in their bag. Uh, you know, we hand them out when we go to events and speaking engagements and that. Turns out I'm buying them from the organization that, that Rick was just talking about. Didn't even know that until I'd met him. From NCCS, though, NCCS has over 12 million constitutions, pocket constitutions out distributed at this well, point. we've done our part. You know, I'm so refreshed to see two law enforcement people in my presence right now <laughs> that both think that citizens should be able to own guns. Isn't that awesome? It's more than a right. It's a duty to defend yeah. yourself. Absolutely. Uh, I, 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 in fact, I've written two books about the Second Amendment. You've written a bunch of books. I actually <laughs> have. I've written uh, seven or eight books. And... Um, uh, Everybody go to the website and buy the most amazing two books on the Second Amendment. One is called From My Cold Dead Fingers, Why America Needs Guns. And that was actually born out of the lawsuit, the Brady Bill lawsuit. And then the sequel to that one came about 15 years later. And I really love this title, The Magic of Gun Control. Ooh, because yeah. they do think it's yeah, magic. It like, it's they like, do. You like got it spell, right off. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it didn't work for Hitler, but it'll work in America <laughs> because it's magic here. And uh, we've got all this magic. And if gun control ever did any good for any person, it would have to be magic. It would. It really would. They think that suddenly everybody's going to just kumbaya and yeah. love each other. And yeah. they're not going to find other ways to blow each other up. And yeah. it, it really is kind of mind-boggling. And it, there is a magical thinking to the other side of, of the equation. All right. Well, we are going to run That's amazing. You from- got that right off. Way to go. Well, thank wow. you. Thank you. I'm, <laughs> She's I'm magic. tapped into She's you She's magic. <laughs> so we, uh, we have so much ground to cover, and I want to get to, uh, you know, what does this constitutional sheriff's thing, what does that mean? You know, what's the difference between just a sheriff and somebody that's a constitutional sheriff? And also the Freedom Coalition. I mean, just the idea that we have political prisoners, that America has political prisoners, our own citizens, it's going to make you uncomfortable to even think about it, but you need to stick around and listen to the stories that are going on out there. It's not okay. And we have one person, two people here in this studio who have stood up and said, it's not okay. And they're doing something about it. All right, stick around. Much more coming up. When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. 
Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Cheryl. Sir. We should record what we talk about off the air. I know. Because there's some awesome stories. We we could go to a five hour show and do that. Uh, Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Takes me all week to put these two hours together. I know. All right. Well, uh, when we have in studio guests like we do today, I am telling you, what gets said off air is very often. Uh, really some of the meat and potatoes of what we we can't, we just don't have time to put on the air. And our two in-studio guests today are Sheriff Richard Mack and Rick Dalton. They are the president and vice president of the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, the CSPOA. All right, let's dive right in because time goes too quickly. What What do you mean by a constitutional Sheriff, right? Doesn't everybody say I swear to uphold the Constitution of this state in the United States? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah. So, uh, how can you have a, and somebody yeah. that isn't a constitutional sheriff help us help us with that? The difference is real simple. Uh, the constitutional sheriff actually keeps his oath of office that you just mentioned. Oh, they keep the they word. They keep the oath. Yes. Oh gosh. Okay, uh, that's so. Novel. In in other words, it's really simple. Um, when the Brady Bill came out, and I saw that it was unconstitutional. Others in the state, most of the sheriffs, really cussed the Brady Bill and said it was horrible. Uh, and the Brady Bill actually said that sheriffs had to participate. Okay? We were forced under threat of arrest if we failed okay. to comply. In the, okay. in, in the enforcement of the law. Yeah. Okay. So we, so we were told that we had to participate and, and do the gun control measures as required by the, the Brady Bill and the Clinton administration. Okay. And, and then when I filed in court, I filed... A, injunctive relief against Janet Reno and the president, I got it from Judge John M. Roll in Tucson at Federal District Court because he was so incensed about the threat of arrest leveled at us in the Brady Bill. Now, the, Janet Reno wrote a memo that said, oh, we didn't mean the sheriffs, we just meant the FFLs, that they would be arrested if they didn't cooperate. 
But mm. but then the judge said, mm-hmm. you don't get to change the law. It doesn't say that. And you don't get to interpret the law for Congress. And you don't get to change the law by fiat because you wrote a memo. Anyway, it was a huge historical thing that I was probably the first person in history to ever get an order of protection from Bill Clinton on a non-sexual matter. You mean against Bill Clinton? But <laughs> <laughs> so, bump We're here all da-da, week. Da-da. And who, who arrests a sheriff? Yeah, that would yeah, have been really cute. That? Yeah. that would have been really cute to see. Yeah. Uh, and yes, and so basically uh, the difference is someone who stands and defends the Constitution and isn't afraid to take on the establishment and saying, you know what, your gun control law is against the Constitution. I swore an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution, the Second Amendment being an integral part of that. I am not going along. You tell the governor, you tell the legislatures, we will not do it. And every sheriff in this state should have just said, take your Brady Bill back to Washington. We're not doing it. If you want to come and try to arrest us, come and try it. But we're not doing it. The the key thing here is is the uh, a a uh, constitutional principle called federalism. The federal government is indeed supreme within its own sphere. Those powers given to the federal government are listed, but it's not supreme in everything. And the federal mm-hmm. government cannot force or coerce a state or local official, law enforcement or other elected official to do anything because. Just like Sheriff Max said, we don't work for the feds. So, that's, oh, that's, by the way, yes. you need to know this. Uh, Justice Scalia wrote the decision. I love that, and it's powerful. Oh, and by the way, you can get a copy of the case on my website. It's called "The Victory for State Sovereignty." It's a little pocket size, consti- uh, same as the pocket constitution, same size. And the website? CSPOA dot org. All right. So the CSPOA then was born out of this this fight that you had. I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah, it was. And so it helped uh, bring to light and bring a place where sheriffs across the United States could kind of coalesce, right, to Mm -hmm. join together and Mm -hmm. and get support, some mutual support. Correct. Because when you've got the federal government coming down on you, trying to tell you to do something that you know is wrong. Right. It's easy to cave, right, if you're standing all by yourself. It is, and and the federal government brings in a lot of money to uh, agencies, you know, through uh, federal grants. And I just call that a federal bribery system. It's uh, it shouldn't be done in the first place, and sheriffs should not be acquiescing and and playing the the Washington D.C. game to get that money. And the federal government uh, is committing, I believe, a very unconstitutional act by stealing money from the states and then giving it back to us if you do what we say. And that's why they're federal bribes. And there's no such thing as legal bribery. And uh, even though uh, we've become very accustomed to that practice. Uh, so it's time, to, it's time for everybody to stand. Uh, who, and, and the bottom line is, who is it that's in charge of preserving liberty in America? Nobody's been able to answer that question for me yet, at least in the mainstream. I think it's you. And well, it's, 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 it's you and every single citizen. It's every yeah. person. It's, a, it's your governor. Mm-hmm. It's your state reps. It's your state senators. It's your dog catcher. It's your teachers. Mm-hmm. It's anybody and everybody in, in government. Look in the mirror. And, and absolutely takes... sheriffs. In your county, mm-hmm. the sheriff is in charge of that county. And as Sheriff Mack just said, everybody, including the dog catcher who works for the government, takes yeah. the same oath. Right. The, the problem is most people, including cops, take the oath. Uh, in my police academy class, we had a class called Constitutional Law. It was 16 hours. We never once opened the Constitution in oh, those 16 hours. And that's so, the study case law, didn't you? Absolutely. Case we, law. We take an oath. Yeah. 
We take an oath, and that's usually the last time a cop ever looks at the Constitution directly, except to hear some training on case law having to do with Fourth Amendment. But uh, that's the problem. And in that oath is a little phrase called enemies foreign and domestic. And sometimes there are domestic enemies of the Constitution, including no. government agencies, Our own government. federal, <laughs> state, no. and local. Wait, let me act shocked for a second. Yeah. Now, you know, I mean, <laughs> we don't say that all federal government is, e- is evil. We're not anti-government. For crying out loud, we are the government. Right. Well, and you know, anyway. it's nice to see right. that the sheriffs are standing up for our rights and the Constitution because— I didn't know that you guys did this, Sheriff Mack. I'm sorry, I didn't mm-hmm. know that you did that with the Brady Bill. And I want to read on that because it's very interesting to me. But you see what's happening in Colorado the last couple of years where they had the magazine ban and where the sheriff said, we're not going to enforce that law. It's unconstitutional. Sheriffs have done that in New York, in California, New Mexico, Arizona. And I mean, literally, New York and California uh, actually did it. Colorado did it. That's Utah. Amazing. And Utah did it. And then uh, after the Sandy Hook thing, uh, 500 sheriffs uh, signed on to our letter uh, to oppose the gun control laws being uh, prom- uh, promoted by Biden and Obama. So whether a sheriff g- agrees or disagrees with the Constitution, they're there to enforce it, and the good sheriffs are enforcing those laws. I really like how you put that because, yes, whether they like it or not, whether they like guns or not, just mm-hmm. like you were saying earlier, whether they love guns, hate guns, or they're— uh, they have no opinion about guns, uh, and I'm not a hunter myself. I'm really not big into hunting or guns uh, that much, but uh, I'm into freedom, and that's what that's why I have my gun right here because yep. I'm into freedom. That's and, right. And so, uh, but sheriffs actually saying, "I'm going to keep my oath, whether it's my uh, coincides with my opinion or my politics or not. I have to enforce." the rules of the Constitution, specifically the Bill of Rights. Now, Rick, I want to ask you, there's something on your website, which tell us the website again. CSPOA.org. Where you can ask for CSPOA.org to to kind of rate your sheriff, right? Give them a grade. Well, kind of, yes. It's called Vet Your Sheriff, and it's a little tab at the top of the homepage. You can actually get a constitutional questionnaire which we've prepared for sheriffs and we ask the citizens to take that print it deliver it to their local sheriff ask them to fill it out and then we can decide if they are indeed a constitutional sheriff or not and you've had sheriffs in the past who have maybe started out their career not as a constitutional sheriff and then they've they've learned and they've grown into it and then maybe kind of tripped on their own self and and gone back again, right? Well, of course, and there's pressures ev- both in both directions to to do that. One of the big pressures is just to get reelected. Yeah. Um, the, the but who's electing t- you? The citizens yeah, exactly. that you're protecting, and you're protecting their constitutional rights. But we don't read the Constitution, so exactly. we don't know. Exactly. I don't know. And oh I don't know if gosh. you know. You probably don't. The way I met Sheriff Mack, actually. We had known, heard about each other because we both were speaking in the Liberty Circles. But he invited me as an instructor for NCCS to come down and teach his deputies a constitutional seminar. He required them all to that attend. That is gorgeous. How many people are doing that? Very few. And, and we actually have a CSPOA class that we do that whole we, thing on. We have proprietary uh, training and curriculum that we do around the country. Being the sheriff of a county, who do you answer to besides the people? That's it. That's it. Just That's the it. people. So a governor or a, um, a council person can't influence you. The county commission uh, oversees budget, 
with the, sh- with the elected officials, not just the sheriff, but all elected officials. That's the only check and balance that there is really on the sheriff is financial through the Board of Supervisors. After that, his only boss is we the people in that particular awesome. county. So here's the That's other why thing. we're called a republic, it's, that very principle. It's not just about guns, though, is it? No, it's about many other things. It's about, well, the Constitution is not just about guns. And, and, and if I can say so, we have to realize that every person who's taken an oath, including elected officials like city council members and county commissioners, besides law enforcement, the, just the average cop on the beat, we are the most important law enforcement official in the situation we're in every time we step out there and we act. We have to know the Constitution, and we have to our jobs to defend. It's not just to lock people up, rack them and stack them, cuff them and stuff them. Sometimes that's what you have to do, slam them and jam them. But no, <laughs> our job is to protect are there more of those? the Constitution. <laughs> yes, there's, I got a whole list. <laughs> but, uh, but our job is to protect people. The Constitution protects people. Well, and that's the thing that I think, you know, if you haven't even read it, how you possibly supposed to know. But I think the hot button right this exact minute is about immigration, right? Mm -hmm. And everybody likes to throw the word around. Oh, that's unconstitutional. Is it really? Have you read it? Do you even know what you're talking about? (laughs) Right? Well, if it's a liberal, then you know darn well they don't uh, know what they're talking about. I'm telling you, I hate to generalize that way. But honestly, you, you hear it misused like... Constantly, it just, it's got to make your guys' skin crawl because you do know, you studied it, you've taught it, Yeah. right? Yeah, it really makes me laugh when a, a liberal starts quoting the Constitution and the Founding Fathers. I'm going, oh, yeah, that's a good one. Right. Yeah, and they so destroy did it. You care? They destroy it every day in everything else they're doing. And then for one little thing that they want on their side, they'll they'll say that. But, no, we, we've got so much work to do in it. Yeah, you're right. It's If I see someone who didn't get a permit to have a— to peaceably assemble, and that the cops are somebody trying to go after them, I have to defend their right. Oh, they didn't get a permit. What? Yeah, they did. It's called the First Amendment. Thank you. That is, that's beautiful. I mean, honestly. Rick, did you have something to... No, I, I just say amen to that. And asset forfeiture, there's another one that cops should be against, but they get all this money, so they end up being for it, and it's wrong. It's, it's that new it's, bill it's you're talking travesty. about. It's yeah. a travesty. It's not a new practice, day. but there's a new bill in Arizona to stop it. Yeah. And we're both Rick and I totally support it. Yeah, that bill just passed uh, the, the Senate on a 60 to nothing vote the other day. They sent it on to the House. It would make it more difficult to take people's property without due process and without a criminal conviction. It doesn't go as far as we think it should, but it makes it, it, it raises the standard of, of, of proof from a preponderance of the evidence, which is like 51%, to clear and convict, I'm sorry, clear and convincing evidence. That's like the SB 1158 or something like that, I think. But And I, I guess I'm a little confused, and, and we don't have a lot of time to go into it, but it's about, you know, if you are if you organize a, a protest. That's oh, what yeah. We that's were talking about that. And then that's it, another and one. And it blows up uh, into a riot. Who's responsible? The organizers cannot be held responsible just because if something blows up, because you could send somebody in there just to, to, to that's break That's what it. I was thinking. No, yeah. and, 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 and the, the people who haven't read the law and don't understand the law are all up in arms about it. It's a violation of it's it's Trump's fascism coming down mm-hmm, upon us. Mm-hmm. Um no, not true. I just want to, that asset thing that you're talking about, that, that should be called policing for 
profit, shouldn't it? Oh, well, yeah. That's yeah. what it's called. Policing yeah. for profit. Yeah. Oh. And, and it would require specific individual culpability before the, the, uh, the planners of uh, organizers of a, of a protest that turned violent mm-hmm. could be charged. They would have to plan it with the intent to commit an offense mm-hmm. with two or more people. They would have to have the immediate capability of carrying out an offense, a crime. Yeah, we're not, a, we're not against going after the assets, just the way it's been done. Gotcha. And all across the country. All right. We got to run to commercial again, but you guys are, you're, you're captives now. You can't get out. So. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so stick around because we have much more uh, to talk about with these incredible men, Sheriff Richard Mack and Rick Dalton. And when we come back, we're going to dive into this idea, this truth that we have some political prisoners here in America, American citizens that are being held for arbitrary and political reasons in jail, in prison. We're going to talk about their Freedom Coalition. And we want to talk about teaching firearm safety in class. Whoa, in high schools. Stick around. Hey, everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family-owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold Auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. The Second Amendment Foundation is the organization that protects our right to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Now they need our help. Go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation today. Dedicated to promoting a better understanding of our constitutional heritage to privately own and possess firearms. Support those who support our Second Amendment rights today. That's saf.org. Welcome back, and thank you for sticking around with us. You are with Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. And we entertain, too. We, today has been very entertaining and educational. We're, we're in studio today with Sheriff Richard Mack and Rick Dalton. They are the president and vice president of the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, the CSPOA. And we've been talking about, you know, how the average citizen, you know, they'll even use the words, oh, that's unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. And have they ever cracked the cover of a constitution? Uh, a lot of them haven't. And it's not like it's, you know, uh, the war and peace, right? Yeah. It, it takes about a half hour to read the entire 
constitution. Right. So invest yourself so that you don't come off sounding foolish, voting in foolish people, voting in foolish uh, laws and bills. Well, Cheryl, we've got these guests have some very interesting information on political prisoners. Political They're trying to help out. Let's find out more about that. In the United States of America, you've got to be. Please tell me I've misstated this in some way. Uh, yeah, you didn't go far enough. Okay. That's scary <laughs> it's a, it's to me it's because actually that could worse. be any of us. It's actually worse than what you said. Okay. Uh, yeah. st- tell us some of these stories. Tell us how this came about. And and before people start, because I red flag immediately. Ah, yeah. what if maybe this wasn't really fully vetted? Maybe it's a little bit of fake news. Maybe right. it got twisted somewhere. You guys have personally right. met these people. Yes. You know their stories. You know yes. the Constitution. Yes. Uh, tell us about them. Okay, first of all, uh, Rick and I have received lots of complaints from people across the country who have been attacked by our bureaucratic Gestapo nightmare in this country that we have allowed to fester. And that's under both R's and D's. Correct. Correct. Uh, This is a nonpartisan I will say that it got worse under Obama because there was just nothing going on. And what Obama did is he didn't care if they had... Uh, the IRS committing crimes. In fact, he we defended it. He did not care that the DEA agents down in Columbia were having sex parties. And this was on the front page of USA Today, uh, March of uh, 2015, right. having sex parties down there where the prostitutes were provided by the cartels that these DEA agents were fighting. Supposedly. Well, that's pretty chummy. Yeah, isn't it chummy? Mm-hmm. And we have FDA and EPA going after people, destroying property, and using SWAT teams to actually go after people. And the ultimate uh, crash on my parade, personally for American liberty, was the story of Kenneth Wright. And he's the only one out of all of these we haven't met personally. But we've seen his story on YouTube and on the Internet quite a bit. We almost know him personally now. But, uh, in fact, every one of the listeners right now, go to www.thefreedomcoalition.com, and you can see these stories as we go through them. But uh, Kenneth Wright was actually attacked, had his home ransacked by a SWAT team from the Department of Education. I'm sorry, what? Yes. The SWAT? The SWAT team. team. From the Department of the Education because his estranged wife had committed this horrible offense of not paying her student loan. And she didn't even live there. You just shut up right now. No way is this happening. I know. You can't make this stuff up. I know. Go to to YouTube. You can watch the whole video yourself. uh, Or it's on our website. Go ahead. Watch it yourself. So what's happening with Kenneth? So Kenneth, uh, he it he's telling the story on the on the video of what happened to his home. He shows the door that was kicked in, his front door kicked in, and he kept telling them, "My wife isn't even here." So they ransack his home for five hours, five six what? hours. What are they looking for? That's the what money I to know. pay the loan. I know. Yeah. What are they trying to do? Get the checking account and say, "Oh, we're taking the money." It's a civil matter in any way. You know, a loan from yes. the federal government is not a criminal matter. How does it's this a even civil matter. Escalate to this. I know. We're talking about the United States. Yes, USA. Yeah, not. This is unbelievable. Not, not Nazi Germany. Now, when you look at these cases, you're going to think, "Whoa, well, yeah, that's the Gestapo, or that's Nazi Germany." And the one I'm, I'm most familiar with. Well, I can't say that because I'm very familiar with all of these Amish farmers who have had their homes 
ransacked and raided by SWAT teams because they don't pasteurize their milk. I'm sorry. That's an honest truth. They're you can see that milk. all over. Selling raw milk. So wait, selling I'm a SWAT milk. team member, and I've gone to all this training. <clears throat> yes. And they want me to deploy on my fellow American citizen because pasteurized milk. Pasteurized milk. That's now, right. Now, let me just say one thing. You would ask yourself, why on earth would these agencies, these types of agencies, need to have SWAT teams? Yes. Well, you know what the reason is? Because liberty is expanding. People are understanding their rights, and people are standing up for their rights everywhere, and the federal government is afraid. Oh, so they're they're manning up, so yeah. to speak. They're, that is just insanity. And so, you know, you're talking about pasteurized milk. You're talking about the EPA. But then the government completely pollutes this river here in in arizona right animus river animus river that connects to uh the colorado river they put millions of gallons of mining uh chemicals into that river like rust color right and then wanted to act like oh no it's still good if you and i had done that if you and i had done that we would have had a swat team raid our homes and we would have gone to jail you think if they can do it for for uh what do we say overdue uh library card yeah (laughs) what was that yeah 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 a student loan student loan then yeah but the government just goes oh but it's okay because it's us it's us and we didn't mean it's magic trust us it's magic yeah trust i wonder if there's a library swat team for overdue books i bet yeah, I'm sure there is. <laughs> All right, get to Sam. Gerard. Gerard. This one is just going to, I mean, I'm already bowled over, but. Well, I went out to his home, uh, and he paid my way. Mm-hmm. He lives in Kentucky, Bath County. I went and talked to the sheriff, and the, the sheriff and I discussed how they could defend him because there's already these undercover FDA agents and U.S. Marshals all over Bath County because they're going to go after this Amish farmer who's never committed a crime and never hurt anybody in his life. Very, very religious, good man. Um, I had a wonderful lunch with his family that the ladies all in the family provided. It was wonderful. It was a piece of Americana. It Mm. was what I live for Mm. in America. This family represented that to me. I'm not Amish. I don't know if you can tell. I'm not Amish. <laughs> you don't, you don't strike but me But I will Amish, fight but... and die for this man and his family. And I gave him my word yes, that I would do everything in my power to get this in front of President Trump so that he can pardon these people. We want, a, we want executive clemency for everybody on this list. Sam Gerard made a salve, a lotion, out of chickweed. And I didn't even know what chickweed it's a, was. It's an herb. But I, it is, and it doesn't have dangerous chemicals. It's not marijuana. It's a herb that helps it's your skin. It's a healing salve. Healing sap. So they went after him and said, oh, you didn't get permission from us. And they went after him for a long time. And he goes, I don't need your permission. I report to God, and that's it. So stay out of my life. And um, they just kept going after him because he snubbed them. And literally, this is not a political prisoner. This is a guy who does is not into politics at all. Right. They the don't Amish. vote. They don't right. even vote. They don't even vote. But oh. notice the sheriff who we didn't vote for is standing yeah. up for him. Correct. Oh, fantastic. And we are too. And he's facing, you can look him up also, Sam Gerard, G-I-R-O-D. You'll see the news. He's facing 48 years in prison, life in prison. 48, for making a lotion. A lotion. That's And there's herb. nobody that's been hurt by it. While that's, I was there, I was putting it on my hand and arm the whole time. It doesn't hurt. You no. didn't grow an extra arm or anything, no, no, no. unless you're hiding it well under your shirt. The there question somewhere. is, whose job is it to protect this Amish farmer? 
Right. And, and, but not only whose job is it, but who's going to do it? Who is going to step up and do it? Because sometimes it's your job, but you're, yeah. We're trying, and we're trying to get congressmen and senators uh, to get this in front of President (laughs) Trump. And most of them are just kind of making excuses that they're too busy. So people are listening, please. Not okay. Write a letter, make a phone call, go to the website, get the information, call your representative. And make a donation. And we need your help on this. And this time, it's everything that we've lived for in America to defend the defenseless among us and people who have been politically and stupidly put in prison for ridiculous reasons. We need your help, and we, we need you on board with us. And by the way, we are not paid. None of us receives a salary. Rick, give us that website again and uh, tell folks how they can help out. Okay. You go to www.thefreedomcoalition.com. You can read the information there, and there's also a donate button. You can click to donate right on the spot. We have a GoFundMe account. For this project. But they're pardoning people that have committed violent crimes. Cop killers. And then they're coming out and doing more crimes. There's been a couple already just from what Obama's done. But we'll take the Amish down. Yeah, we're going to get this Amish guy that is selling stuff at his stand. He's not going to get away with it. Boy, we'll get him. This is crazy. You know, I mean, and those of you who... You know, you want to get out. You want to maybe protest, right? You want to have a say. You want to, you know, kind of put your money where your mouth is, put your fingerprint on on freedom. This is the way. This is how. These are the people that need your help. You know, I mean, I guess go walk and hold your sign. But also go to thefreedomcoalition.com and throw a few dollars, right? Throw a few dollars at these these fine gentlemen that are trying to help our fellow American citizens who are just gotten caught up in this crazy web of not even laws sometimes, but just regulations. Who, why, why are who you voted guys, for those? Why are you guys doing this? I mean, this is a lot of work. This yeah. is a lot of dedication. Why? I, I I took it seriously when the Lord said, Good Samaritan and taking care of your neighbors and your brother and... We are our brother's keepers, and these people can't do it themselves. Somebody has to do it. And I don't see a greater abuse going on in America than this. I have kids and grandkids. I want them to be protected. Amen. Well, thank you guys for your service. Thank you for everything. This is awesome. And we've got to do something about this. This is ridiculous. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, gentlemen, both so much for coming in and chatting with us. Sheriff Richard Mack and Rick Dalton of the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association and their main focus right now, thefreedomcoalition.com. Check it out and stick around. We still have our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report and Dan's commentary. Um. Stick around. Hi, I'm Bob Main. Now that you have your concealed carry license... I think you and I probably both know that that class probably wasn't really training. Have you ever thought about getting some training beyond your concealed carry license? Well, that's why Ben Branham and I decided to call our classes Beyond Concealed Carry. We're going to teach you how to move and shoot, how to shoot one-handed, even how to shoot and make hits without the use of your sights. And if that's something for you and you think you'd like to take advantage of that, 
as a Self-Defense Radio Network listener, you can get nice discounts on the classes and the subsequent video programs for reinforcement. All you have to do is visit the listener discount page at selfdefenseradio.net and put in the password SDRN, all lowercase. Again, the listener discount page and all lowercase SDRN. Hope to see you at a class soon. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. AZFirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment. Staffed by knowledgeable people. AZFirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit AZFirearms.com. Come listen to the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Hear about armed civilians protecting people they love. Were they lucky or were they prepared? Come listen and learn at selfdefensegunstories.com. Be a part of the gold rush and head on down to see my friends at Pot of Gold Auctions in Avondale, Arizona. Or check out the auction online at potofgoldstate.com. These folks auction off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Everything is going, going, gone. So you best hurry and tell them Don Cogger sent you. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And here we are at one of my favorite parts of our show every week, uh, the Responsibly Armed Citizen Report, because responsibly armed citizens use guns two and a half million times a year for self-defense and 200,000 times a year, a woman prevents a sexual assault because she was armed. However, we never hear these stories on the network news, so we are proud to bring them to you here on Gun Freedom Radio. Fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. We seem to be hearing more and more about responsibly armed citizens coming to the aid of our police officers. While that makes us proud that these are examples of who we are in the so-called gun culture and how we use our tools of defense, it calls to mind the unsettling question of why. Why are our officers being attacked with this seeming regularity? Well, you see, danger doesn't care if you or I wear a uniform. And sometimes the uniform incenses danger all the more to act out murderous behaviors. Danger is selfish and danger has no respect for you or me or our age, our gender, our level of education, our stature in the community, or who is waiting at home for us 
at the end of each day. Or anything else. Danger is an opportunist and only seeks to gratify him or herself, which is why when the rights restrictors who attempt to shame us into thinking that guns are bad, or they tell us to abdicate our personal safety by just calling the police, we have to remember examples like today's story when the difference between life and death for someone you know or someone you only met through the intersection of fates rests and relies on a responsibly armed citizen. Dylan DeBoer, honored for his bravery. He happened to be at the right place at the right time to help this Ohio officer, Corporal Michael Wheeler, get out of a dangerous situation. I just didn't expect to be recognized for doing something that I really thought was the right thing to do at the time. Dylan, who has a concealed weapons permit, drew his gun to scare a homeless man attacking Wheeler. The situation so bad, Wheeler was unable to call for backup or reach for his gun. That's when Dylan stepped in to save the day. He was recognized with the city's Citizens Award of Valor. An officer forever thankful for a job well done. Be sure to watch Inside Edition. Wow. <clears throat> what would have happened if that citizen wouldn't have been there? Well, we can only guess. What right? would happen if no citizens could carry a firearm to protect this, you know, for this to happen? Well, you know, I think that we have plenty of examples across history, across the world, to show us exactly what happens when, when that takes place. And, and that's why, you know, educating from the earliest age about firearms and their, their proper use and the, res- the respect thereof is so vital. And uh, we've, we've held over, we've only got just a few minutes, but we've held over our guests that we have here in the studio uh, because Rick Dalton uh, teaches firearm safety in a high school. Okay, now pick yourselves up off the floor because we did just say that and I didn't misspeak. Rick, tell us about that. And like, how is that even okay? Nobody even knows that this is okay anymore. Well, it's amazing that people don't know. But before I do, let me just tell you, talking about the armed responsible citizen, Twice I have defended myself and my family in my own home against intruders. Whoa. It's happened twice. The stories are... But it never happens. Don't you watch the news? It's happened twice to me. Thank goodness I had a weapon and knew how to use it. Okay. So back in 2008, the legislature approved an elective course called Firearm Safety to be taught in high schools. And since that time, 2008, I'm only aware of one school that's actually done it. It was a school in Prescott. And this semester... um, I just started teaching a course at Heritage Academy in Mesa, which is a charter school. And uh, I taught there for 15 years right after I retired from the police department. And uh, the, the course is going well. The course is approved. Again, it's an elective course. It, uh, it's 178 pages long. You can find it online. I'm sorry I can't find it on the, to give you the website. But it's Arizona Gun Safety Course and the Department of... Uh, um, uh, Arizona Game and Fish is one of the main sponsors of the course, so you can find it. But it covers rifle, shotgun, and handgun 
operations, history, Second Amendment history. Uh, the course has no guns being brought by the students to the school. Mm-hmm. I, the instructor, bring weapons and demonstrate the actions, et cetera. They don't handle or touch the weapons or ammunition at the school. Mm-hmm. Then the students go to the range for practical training. And they to pass the course, they must safely transport, load, fire at a target and hit the target reasonable amount of times. And then unload safely and re-encase the weapon and take it away. That's the final exam. So, Rick, wait a minute. You took, you told me off the air that you took an AR-15 to school. And you had it in the classroom. Uh, Yeah. And that AR-15 didn't get up on its own and start shooting people. (laughs) Nobody. So, how did you train your AR-15 to do that? Nobody was killed. Well, you know, I, I know you're saying that in jest, but it's really sad we seem to think the inanimate object itself is bad. Uh, in in 2015, more de- more people were killed with hammers in America than an AR-15 or a semi-automatic rifle of that type. But that's not as splashy on the headlines and right. doesn't right. get as many votes Obviously if you say anti-hammer coalition. Yeah. Guns in <laughs> right? the hands of bad people do bad things. Guns in the hands of good people do good things. And so our students are learning all of the things about firearms. So if maybe they're going to run into one someday and not know what to do or where they would know at least how to handle it or whatever. And uh, some of my students have never shot a gun before. Their parents wanted them to come to the course. And so they could learn and understand some of them are, are, are firearms buffs. So that would mean, Bloomberg, if you're listening, that is true gun safety teaching. And not common this, sense. Not this. I think he listens. I'm pretty sure. Oh, he listens I, I to know our he podcast. listens. He has to. He's not doing anything <laughs> you know, else. Guns save lives. Period. All right. Well, we have to run. I can't believe we're out of time so quickly. Um, Rick Dalton, thank you so much for for being here with us and for teaching our youth into the future generations. We need a million more like you. Also. Uh, Sheriff Richard Mack, thank you for coming in. Thank you for all the work you do, all the work you've done, all the future work you're going to be doing. And, you know, the Freedom Coalition is what we were talking about a little earlier in the show. The the tagline on your website, thefreedomcoalition.com, is, read it for us. There is no liberty with innocence in prison. And we do have innocence in prison. We, We talked about an Amish man. He made a lotion. He's, he's facing how many years? 48 years in prison, which is life in prison. He's 55. It's insanity. It's insanity. Check that out. The if, we remove him, if we remove him from society, what does that gain? Right. Is society safer? Are we just nope. you know costing taxpayers money to house a man in prison, removing him out of his household yep. and but there are disrupting liberals that, his family? There are liberals screaming and crying to let this guy that just killed two people drunk driving out of jail because he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. It's upside what? down, it, it, folks. It's, it's more than It's twisted. All right. Thefreedomcoalition.com. Check it out. And the high school thing, we can't remember the website, but if you go through. It's Arizona Gun Safety Course, and you can find it by Googling that. Arizona Gun Safety Course. What would James Brown say about that? I feel good. <laughs> Uptight and out of sight. We're looking for the sound bite. It's here. There it is. 
gotta keep him in. <laughs> so we we uh, bypassed Dan's commentary today, but we had to get James Brown in here. So, all right. Thank you so much to our awesome tech crew for, you know, we, we keep switching things up on poor Blade, but he's just, he just rolls with it. He's awesome. Thank he's you. He's a professional. Isn't he, though? And uh, Glad somebody in here is. Our awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we need one. That's right. Our amazing listeners, uh, you give legs to what we're doing here and the conversations that you take to your, your dining room tables about the, the, the topics that we have. It's important. Thank you for that. To our awesome guests who take time out of their day, time is our most valuable and finite resource, and we value that. Thank you so much to our guests. And until next time, pray for our nation. Pray for our leaders. All of them? (laughs) All of them. All of them, Dan. Even the ones you don't like. Okay. Especially, maybe, the ones you don't like. Be good to each other. Have a great week, and God bless. Our founding fathers here in this country brought about the only true revolution that has ever taken place in man's history. Every other revolution simply exchanged one set of rulers for another set of rulers. But only here did that little band of men so advanced beyond their time that the world has never seen their like since evolve the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free.